I would have loved to see your ass on Bar Rescue. I would have loved to see that boy John Taffer <laughs> come in there and just start yelling at your ass. You 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 would let him well, yell at you? I mean, shut up, let me alone, John. Them people that was on that show, they using it for marketing too, right? You don't see right, see or whatever. Nonetheless, so I probably wouldn't. I'll allow him to yell at my manager, but you ain't yelling at me at all. Up in the drive light. I didn't miss my with Lego. Stack my money up like Lego. What up, world? It's your boy, Brandon Copeland, a.k.a. Professor Copeland. I'm here with my guy, my dog, Ross Mack. What's good, brother? How you doing, man? Wagwan. What's the word, baby? I see you got the Phantom of the Opera shirt, boy. You yes, know sir. you ain't never been to no opera, my boy. Hey, bro. I have one time. One time, brother. I don't yeah. Know if you know I'm cultured, man. I don't know if you know I'm cultured. <laughs> nah, actually, in high school, our coach took us to the opera. It's funny. When he came out, he was like, yeah, I'll never do that again. But I wanted y'all to at least experience this. Yeah, my, <laughs> that joke was my 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 closest thing to being at the opera was um, listening to uh, the Fifth Element, watching the Fifth Element movie. And so when they was at the little opera, and Shorty was, oh, 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 oh. you know, the girl that was in all blue, she she could sing her butt off. But that's the opera for me, dog. I've been to some plays, been to some oh, plays, but the, never the York, opera. On some Broadway shit, yeah, on some Broadway, Broadway shit. Took moms with some decent little, you know what I'm saying? But never have I been to the opera. But I can sing, uh, you know, in the opera if I wanted to. Figaro, Figaro, Figaro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got that sauce, I my boy. That boy got multi-talented. Multifaceted, multi-talented. I feel you, brother. All right, man. So I'm, I want to kick it off like this. I want to kick the conversation off like this, man. You owned... A restaurant and a lounge. I don't know what, what would you call it? Lounge, club, restaurant. Like it, it was a bit of everything. Drink house, right? Like, tell me how you would describe it, right? Because I don't think you could describe it with one word. Well, you know legally, legally, it wasn't supposed to be a club. It was supposed to be a restaurant. Okay. Legally, okay. but what it turned into, it felt like a a, a club, a, a a real vibe. So. Call it a supper club. It would have felt like a supper club. Say no more. Say no more. Talk me through what that was like, man. Having your own restaurant, right? Can you talk me through the process? First, first and foremost, how'd you even get to the point where you're like, yo, this is something that I want to invest in. And this is something that mm -hmm. I want to actually like, not just invest your money there, but you were present as an owner as well, too. So yeah. like, talk me through, you know, take me from the beginning. Talk me through this. Yeah, so as a person that's been promoting, right, you ask yourself, you know, what comes first, the chicken or the egg, right? And that's like, do I got a venue or a restaurant or a club or do I got a control on the people, right? And so I started out with a control on the people, which was, you know, having the ability, whether it was in Chicago, New York, Philly, D.C., you know, shout out to my dog, Jay. We had a company called The Drill. Well, we threw some of the biggest parties, right? Yacht parties, big, big parties, a lot of sponsored with liquor brands and doing stuff with, you know, a plethora of people. But for me, it's like, all right, the next step is to, you know, now promote, but promote in-house, right? So once you start throwing parties, you understand what it is that people like, and you also understand how to get people in the building. But chances are when you're promoting, you don't get 100% ownership, right? You might collect money at the door. You might get a percentage of the bar, right? Or understandably so, because they got staff. They got to pay to keep their lights going, and et cetera. So for us, right, me and my partners, all of us have promoting background. 
Listen up real quick. If you like what you hear, make sure you go share this with a friend. Tell them they can find Money Music Culture on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or on YouTube. Now, let's get back into the show. So it was lit, right? And um, But none of us had true you know, experience when it came to running a business. And what you learn is that once you open up a restaurant, you realize that you know, food happens to be the lost leader, right? And what end up happening is, right, you making your money on the spread at the bar for the most okay. part, right? You would get the food to bring them in the door, the music to entertain them, and the, the liquor to actually make the true profit, right? Sure, you can mm -hmm. make profit on certain items, but when you start thinking about the hours and how much kitchen staff you got, because you got the front of the house and the back of the house. Front of the house are you know, busboys, servers, et cetera, bartenders. And then you got the back of the house, which are the people that are, you know, the chefs, you know, the line cooks. And it's such a crazy different see. game because you start learning everything, bro. And I got thrust yeah. into it. Super wet around the, the ears, bro. Like super young, super inexperienced. Because my experience was getting people in the door. But then there's the business aspect of it, right? What hours should we be open, right? Mm. What's making money for us, right? Okay, which items are people ordering? Do we have too many items on the menu, right? Or better yet, what are the foods that we can have that we can cook several different things with these same same dishes? Or what are the ingredients we need, bro? And it's like once you start realizing that, it's a it's a completely different ball game because then you start looking at the end of the week, like, damn. How did we make money this week or this month or whatever? And it's like, okay, we got to cut this out. We got to do that. Oh, wow. We were open on a uh, on a Monday and nobody coming in, right? Mm. And so after a while, you start looking at the expenses much differently. And I think that you can look at that and say how people kind of need to do that with their own personal expenses, right? Because you look up at the end of the month, you're like, God damn, I spent this much money on right. Ubers? Right. right. Oh, God damn. I went to the club this much. I bought the I bought them girls how many drinks and they still ain't go home with me. You know, shout out to the single guys that can do that. Uh, yeah. Me and Cope, we are uh, locked in. Uh, but um, oh, they won't let me out. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, bro, so the restaurant industry is interesting because there is a like for us. Right. We had a restaurant in a all white area. Right. And in Chicago, it's very segregated, right? And you start looking around, it's like, yo, okay, how do we get in the good grace and favor of the community, but still staying true to ourselves, right? We want to play hip hop. We want to have, you know, Southern cuisine. We want to have bottle service, right? Technically, we probably weren't supposed to have bottle service. Who knows, right? But we want to have that lifestyle, right? We really, license-wise, we didn't have a a certain license that allows you to have a DJ, right? Because that, that's a different establishment than a restaurant, right? It's so, so money. It's, it's a very different type of ball game. But I will say the restaurant industry taught me a lot. Um, if I was to do it again, I would probably do it a little differently. But I would still look and say, okay, how, how can maybe you just start out with a club? Because at the end of the day, it's a reason why if you go back, like if we go back to, to, to Philly right now, the clubs we knew, the buildings themselves so are there, but the names are changed, okay. right? Yeah. Every three, four years, there's a new management team coming in, largely because the industry itself, it doesn't it, – it, 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 it's very cyclical, right? Somet sometimes you got the juice, next time you don't. 
or sometimes, yeah. you know, you got uh, elements where the community's trying to shut you down. Uh, other times you don't. And so for us, the restaurant industry was dope. We had arguably the greatest brunch. But then it's like, okay, what day should we be open? Uh, for us, the thing that ultimately got us, you know, having to exit the business was just from political standpoint. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, they came in like, yo, these young brothers, they getting too much money. I, nah, it was really more so like uh, bringing, you know, a certain element to this white area that they up. weren't. Yeah, they, they weren't too fond of. So, you know, so I say that to say, so if I was to start it over, right, I would take the political aspect first. I would sit down with the alderman. I would get complete buy-in from the alderman as well as the police chief of that district before I go in, right? And, I, and I, I got real heavy and deep in the politics for a second because you understand how how you really need, because this shit is a mob, bro. This shit is really, especially Chicago, right? This is a political capital, right? You still got, you know, mob, mafia type shit, right? And so you start looking at it and you got, you know, people that are, are elected, right? So aldermans, et cetera. So if they elected by the people, if the people, right, their community, their constituents, don't like a certain business, we got to get them out of there. And so, you know, when you got pushback from that standpoint, but what I will say at the time when we opened it, I'm probably 26. I felt like ghosts, yeah. literally. <laughs> I walk in the club in a suit, bitch, I am ghost. Right. You know what I mean? Ghost from power, if y'all don't know what we talking about. But yeah. man, I, I was in there, Mr. St. Patrick, folks. Mm -hmm. My wife, she hated when I said that because in the movie he cheated on his wife and all that old goof-ass shit. Uh, I'm yes. shorty. We are talking about the businessman. We ain't talking about the <laughs> husband aspect. She used right, to try right. to rain on my parade when I walk in that bitch. Talk about I'm ghost. I had a song, bro. I had a, I had a song I made about the club. Yeah, bro, that shit was lit. We walk in, they playing my song. Bro, it was so lit. I was shooting music videos in there. We would literally have every person you could think in there, bro. Like yeah. politicians, we had Jesse Jackson in there. We'll have all the wow. bulls, all the bears. Um, and it's that one bear that I keep, I always forget his name. He was a wide receiver. Um Bellamy. Not that one. Not him. What who you say? Josh Bellamy. No, nah, he's cool. No, I fuck with him. Who was I know his fan bam. Uh this motherfucker, he played for the Steelers now. Um Kevin Wayne. No, 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 not him. It's another one. Um, but this mm. little motherfucker, he, he he started like three fights in my shit, so I ain't oh, I wasn't too fine Damn. to him. Yeah. But it's a function of so then you ask yourself, how do you keep people in there? Right? Then you have promoters. So then you gotta, you know, look and say, Okay, how do we how do we keep a certain element out because at the end of the day, yeah. Chicago, it's a lot of element, right? At mm -hmm. the end of the day, we try to price out a certain person, right? Who would potentially start fights and you'd be very strict on the dress code and okay, you got flip-flops, girl, you can't get in because girls that mm -hmm. wear flip-flops to the club are fighting or to the, to the <laughs> supper club, without a doubt, right? <laughs> Guys coming in smelling like a lot of weed, even though weed is legal and pants sagging, no. Tim's, no, right? Like you try to, do everything because prevention is better than cure. So the prevention is we're not letting you in. The cure is, mm -hmm. okay, you got your security. That's in there trying to break up stuff. But, like, there was a few incidents, not a lot, but nonetheless there were incidents that um, that ended up leading to the downfall of a great establishment. Yeah, yeah. You said, so So I wanted a couple of things uh, that, that I wanted to pinpoint on what you said, but kind of starting at 
the beginning of your conversation, you talked about how a bunch of your business partners were promoters and you didn't have any business experience, but I'm assuming you meant like restaurant experience or you mean oh, at yeah. that time, because yeah. I know, so it was just restaurant experience specifically yeah, re- that you hadn't had. Yeah. So what did you do to kind of like get advisement on that or, or try to build your acumen same, when it came to the, to same, the restaurant? The same thing you did when you got into the league and they said, yo, um, you're a little too small for this position. Let's move you to linebacker or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Like, you learn on the fly, but then you also study, right? We both went to Penn, right? And the thing is, you got to study. And for me, my level of studying was, you know, talking to the experts. So my sister was actually in the restaurant industry for over 10, 15 years, managing some amazing restaurants down in New Orleans. I'm like, boom, she flew in. Right, we flew her out, you know what I mean? You know, paid her a little consulting fee. But at that moment, she's helping us literally go Shit. line through line, right? When you're yeah. going line through line, you're looking at all the inputs. So we all had business experience, but when it came mm-hmm. to restauranting, you got to understand what does this unit cost, right? To open, to have a Cajun chicken Alfredo pasta, how much does this cost, mm. right? Now you're putting in not only the ingredients, you're putting in how much it costs for your chef, Per per meal, right? So you're right. looking at all that stuff. You're looking at what are the what are the the you know what are people drinking? Is this price or accurately, right? And so um, then it's all type of stuff. People could be stealing and stuff. So you got to have people watching. It's a lot of stuff, right? Liquor is is one of the things that's the easiest thing to steal, right? Yeah. And you can have a bottle go missing. You're looking at inventory. You can have um, a bartender that get you know that know a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So that you look pouring up, shots. they pouring extra shots, this, that. So then you got mm-hmm. the, you put a little tap on there where um, it really wouldn't pour unless it, it you know, they, they would only pour a certain amount, you know, uh, one ounce, two ounce or whatever it is. But like, it's, it's, it's a very it's tricky a industry. Yeah. Oh my God. You Did you bring this out stealing. during the middle of like after you already owned the restaurant, or did y'all do any of that beforehand yeah. type of thing? Okay. Nah, I wasn't smart enough to bring it before. It was bringing her in after, right? Oh shit, we need help. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? Uh, I need help. Help me. And yeah. then uh, so it was kind of like dope, that, though. but yeah. So that that was good. But like you know, the promoting is always the same. Like knowing how to get people inside and. But the, the, the running the restaurant aspect, because I can throw a party with my eyes closed day mm-hmm. of, right? Give me the week of the event, maybe two, three days before. We've done that, right? But the idea of the overall business of it, right? Having the right people staffed, that will help. Because one of the most hectic things would be running a brunch, right? We would have a all-you-can-eat brunch, right? Okay. Mines ain't trying to get up. They showing up late. Mm-hmm. They double booking this, that, and the third. So you look up, people not showing up to work. You got to get in there, bro. I, I was bussing tables before, bro. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Serving people, bussing tables, doing. You know, you gotta, you know, you like work. you, you gotta work. You know, work many aspects, right? You gotta wear many hats. It's the same thing. And I remember, bro, it'd be hectic. Like imagine having a uh, all you can eat buffet, and we had crab legs. Oh my god, they Ooh. were so good. Shout out to Chef. She was amazing. How y'all make money doing the all you can eat? Well, I mean, you got some people that don't eat that much. Price, you have to price it right. Yeah, I'm um, about to say. The price you have that. to price it right. Um, you have to price it right, and you have to uh, 
um, you got to turn these tables quicker. And so that's the thing, right? We would have a uh, hour and a half limit, maybe two hours, but I think it was an hour and a half limit of seating. So as soon as you sat down, we're, convey we're conveying, hey, you have an hour and a half. After a while, we would have people uh, serve, like our staff serve you crab legs rather than allowing you to serve yourself crab legs. Um, and so the biggest thing would be having um, the limit because if you allow a person to sit there for three hours, they'll sit there for three hours, right? Because it's bottomless. We would have an upcharge for bottomless mimosas, Um and then it would be priced right, right? We are, because at the end of the day, if I pay for a buffet, only we know, right, the restaurant knows how we're cutting costs, right? We would have prime rib, prime, okay, oh, shit, that is amazing, but that's expensive. We cutting that. The, 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 the consumer don't know that, right? They didn't know that we cutting certain stuff. As long as they come in there, it's omelets, right? They got, you know, bacon, pancakes, or whatever it is, and they got some crab legs, they straight. Right. We got shrimp and grits, all that stuff. We, we start you start cutting stuff as you get to learning. But one of the things is you establish a good name. Right. You learn a lot. I remember when we first opened service was terrible. Right. What am I? I ordered this. You got to learn that. OK, how can I help? Sweetheart, what's going on? Customer service. Right. You sitting there. It's OK. Let us comp you. Can we bring your whole uh can we bring your entire table shots? Can we do this? We're so sorry for this. Right. We had a, a, a alleged vegan. Right. Alleged, you know, moms be lying they butt off. Right. But, you know, customer service is real. So, you know, I'm a, I'm a vegan. I haven't eaten meat in five years and I ordered a Beyond Meat burger. But instead, this is a real burger. This is meat. Oh, my God. I'm a sick to my stomach. Oh, my God. Bro. How the hell? You know, behind closed doors. Man, how the hell? Well, oh, man, shorty lying, bro. She ain't. Uh, and this. Man, we are so sorry. We are. Right, like the way you trying to, bro, like customer service a motherfucker, right? Like, yeah. so I got a different level of respect for him, you know what I mean? And luckily, it's because my sister was in the restaurant industry, and she, she would get mad at us if we didn't leave at least a 20% tip, right? Like, that's her. Mm -hmm. People that are in the service industry, they understand, because servers don't make money outside of the tips, right? Mm -hmm. um, for real, for real, they got a very small, you know, uh, salary. It might be a dollar or two, three dollars or something an hour. I actually forget wow. what it was. It's some, some it might not be because you you might not have a salary. It might be a dollar an hour because you're making tips though. But really? but if you look at it, they're making more money off tips than 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 salary. Think about it. Like if I if if suppose I buy something, um, if I got a hundred dollars and twenty percent tip. That's twenty dollars. But I got twenty. I got t five tables, six tables. That right there. If I turn that table in an hour, you know what I'm saying? That's over a hundred dollars. But mind you, I may have only been making fifteen dollars an hour. So you definitely make more money, you know. And so the people that live off tips, you know, it's a it's a system though. Because then, as you are a person that's a server, you want to tip out the people that help you get to where you're at, aka the barbacks and the busboys. Barbacks are the people that are behind the bar making sure you straight, right? Making sure they're, you know, uh, getting you the liquor you ran out of, uh, washing the uh, dishes for you. And the bus boys, we know that. They busting the tables down, helping you get in a position to make uh, more money by having a cleared off table. Yeah, so, so, bro, this is, this is dope. Because I'm sitting here learning a bunch of shit from, from uh, Ross St. Patrick over here. I, I, I got a bunch of questions. 
because I'm I'm interested in this, and I, I'm mad that I would have loved to see your ass on Bar Rescue. I would have loved to see that boy John Taffer <laughs> come in there and just start yelling at your ass. You 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 would let him well, yell at you, or you would have? I mean, shut up, let me alone, John. I mean, you got them people. Them people that was on that show, they using it for marketing too, right? You don't see NBC right, or whatever, so you know what I'm saying. Yeah, it's smart. That's that's what channel was on, right? CNBC. Uh. Or am I thinking of? Uh, no, it's not CNBC. That's the profit. Uh, the, yeah, okay. It's bet, not bet, FX bet. or nothing. It might be like a It don't matter, but nonetheless, but yeah. so I probably wouldn't. I'll allow him to yell at my manager, but you ain't yelling at me at all. Yeah, facts. All right, so a couple, few, few things, man. You know, my mind goes in a rabbit hole. One, we got to talk about, because you just touched on it, tips. So for me, I, I, I want to make this clear, right? I agree, and I one hundred percent wholeheartedly agree with tipping. Right, I am known to do the. I, I will bless people too, so I'm known to to literally be down there. Ladies I don't and gentlemen, or Cope is like the that. cheapest person we know. Look, by the way, let's look, just put that out there. I am one of the cheapest people you know, but I also am a big believer in like if you put it out in the world, it's gonna come back to you tenfold. God gave it to me to, to put it out in the world, so. There's sometimes where if we get really good service or whatever, and you know, wifey and I be all like, you know, I'm bless it, right? It might be literally. But don't let it be a female. Don't let it be a female uh, sir. No, we wifey, do that. look nah, at you. Wifey. Oh, why you? Why you giving her so much money? <laughs> no, no. That's a, I just did the math. That is a forty percent tip, Cope. You know her? She don't be blacking on you, folks. Nah, nah. Hey, you you, you got to make sure you pick and choose your battles. Now, if if the waitress hey. is bad, you might have to be like, nah, that should be twenty percent. Babe, yeah, babe, what did you think of the service? You leave, right. I mean, you let me know the <laughs> tip we should it. leave. Yeah, you let us know. Here, babe, you signed it for me. Um, but nah, so so I want to make sure I, I make this point. I am, I will bless people. But when I bless people, it's, it's, I don't want you to know. Like, it's me leaving it and we walking out. It's not me taking a picture of it and posting it and all that type of stuff. It's like, okay, it might be a, you know, a, a real blessing type of thing. But we, we gone type of thing. Now. With this being said, I 100% wholeheartedly disagree in tipping being the main way for people to make their income. Reason being, and I know that it, it works different in different industries. I'm going to give you my experience with it. So in the NFL, right, and it's not, it's a little different. In the NFL, we got people who uh, are equipment managers, our training staff, uh, the, the chefs, cafeteria workers the janitorial uh the custodial staff right so every year it's kind of like commonplace like around christmas uh there'll be bonuses and guys will put money into a pot and that money will be distributed split up amongst the the folks that help make everything go like you just said like the servers it's like it doesn't happen without the people busting the tables and everything like that how much you put in the pot Colt? No, no, this is the thing. So for us, we got to do like if you active, it's like different teams do different stuff. So when I came in, how the league, much you it putting was, in the pot wait, and how I'm, much I'm, the forty listen. billion dollar dude do? <laughs> no, everybody do the same. Well, sometimes Bullshit. you you never know. What, that's what I'm saying, bro, bro. It's no way I'm a rookie I'm, on bro. a rookie contract, and you telling me, uh, you doing and you telling it's me active Patrick or Mahomes, practice squad, bro. Well, the, so guys like that, they might do more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like they Patrick might do Mahomes more, but you never know. Should pay ten times the amount as a rookie, if not more. Well, this is my my argument. I don't think Patrick Mahomes should have to pay a damn thing. My rookie year, this was more of like a a 
like, yo, do this if you want to type of thing, right? Then it kind of transitioned to coaches and the people around the building. Like, yeah, now all practice squad, y'all got to do 100 or 200, 250. Active, you got to do 500. Now it's grown like active, 1,000. Practice squad, 500. I'm like, bro, 1,000? I ain't even give my mom no gift for no fucking 1,000. Like, rookie year? Like, what you talking about? You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what, we, what we doing here, right? Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, the reason that I have an issue with it is because it's not about the, it, it's not necessarily about the money, right? It's more about the principle. It's the fact that you as an organization, multi-billion dollar organization, are now encouraging your employees who we are paid and some of us are paid very well, right? Most of us, I would say, pay very well, but practice squad, you you average salary, right? You, I, Ethan, let me know what the average salary for practice squad player is uh, this year or the the minimum salary for practice squad players are now, right? When I was in the league, it was 112. My rookie year was 112 grand, right? But now you asking me to put 500 towards this where it's like that's not including taxes and all of that type of stuff. But anyway, getting back to the point, I don't like the fact that a multi-billion dollar business will tell me, hey, we are going to put some pressure on you to pay our employees salaries or pay bonuses for our employees no motherfucker if you want to pay them a bonus then you pay them a damn bonus from them jersey sales and some of them fan sales and all those different engagement things now again showing love is one thing but applying the pressure to do so is another so when it comes to tipping and in the restaurants and stuff like that again i understand that that's how it works but from a person who's not familiar with the business you're peeling back the layer why why does it work like that right because i have an issue where it's like hey listen like i've created this business where i need you to pay my employees but now i think about it that's becoming the trend with like the ubers of the world and things like that where it's like i need you the only way this business runs is if you pay my employees and now i'm going to look back down on you if you don't pay my employees like you're coming here to get a service but also you're coming here to run the business for me to a certain extent. Can you talk to me about that and, and why it works like that in the service industry? So one, that's just America, right? There are certain parts in the, in the world, right? I want to say like maybe France where you're not supposed to tip. Yeah, them. Europe. They, they yeah, get disrespected if su- you tip. You should not tip, exactly. It is yeah. a sign of disrespect. And the reason being is because in their society, right, the fucking owners and the, the people that run the restaurant pay them real salaries. Right. Right. And so here, um, you know, um, we live in a world where tipping is good for everything. Right. I hate going to Starbucks. And as soon as I swipe my card, you know, that real awkward moment. Would you like to leave me a tip? Tip. Sweetheart. I just listen. came in for a coffee. Yeah. Like, <laughs> How, what, they not paying y'all? Okay, well, right. damn, now I feel bad. But sometimes I feel compelled, like you say, to give them a tip. But I think at the end of the day, tipping is – you're looking at that as a service. I do I, – I agree with you, right? Because, I mean, that's just the service industry, right? Like, if you get a good haircut, maybe I'm going to give them a good tip, mm-hmm. right? I know you probably never left your barber tip, hence why he <laughs> cut your hair the way he does. <laughs> so the people listening, not watching, Cope has a, a terrible Stop. line, and per usual. Stop. But um, 
I'm actually about to go get a cut today, so I can't talk too much. But my shit always look better than coat. But I think just the service industry is just a way of saying thank you for the good service. But I am not a fan of bad service when the tip is already included. Mm. Automatic gratuity when the when the service is bad. Like I like to have discretion. Right. Right. I get that old party of six or more tip is included. I get that. Uh, yeah. t- okay. But if you telling me me and my wife is out and you got terrible service, I ask you to refill our water 20 times, got a bad attitude, this, that, and the third, I don't like you being able to automatically give me gratuity of this and then don't don't let it be some random COVID uh, fee. I, I, looked at a, 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 I looked at a receipt the other day, COVID surcharge, then gratuity. I'm, God damn, but it's like, okay, I just swipe and keep going, but... You know, at the end of the day, um, I do feel as though if this is the way they have to survive, I'm I'm all for it. That being like servers yeah. or whatnot, but um, I'm not. A well, fan I don't of have a. Service. I don't have an issue with the servers. Is what I'm saying. You talking more, more so about issue tipping with the, the business staff. structures? Yeah, yeah. It's not even. So, I just. The but you mean like structure should be like when you worked at Morgan Stanley, right? We tip. Ethan we tipped. put in here. I who, didn't. Who'd know. you tip? So, yeah, all right, like, so, so, all right, so let's talk about it this way. You to put a bonus together for, like, the employees the of the building. Yeah. You know what I'm so, saying? So, no. We'll talk about that right there. You had to be a, uh, a officer, right? You had to be a VP and higher at Morgan Stanley to be in a position to, because, you know, people getting $100,000, million dollar bonuses or whatever, right? Maybe more, depending on what desk, right? But if that's the case and you have your assistant who helps you book your appointments, helps you, you know, be in a position to make that money, then it's okay to um, tip them, right? So if you're a football player and your equipment manager, you know, making sure, you know, Coke, you know, got his jersey clean, it's this, that, your food on time, right? But I look at it this way. If I'm an analyst, I'm fresh out of college, I'm making good money, but not nearly the money, the amount of money that a VP or executive director or managing director on my desk is making, right? Then people making five times what I'm making, if not more, right? Three to five times, if you know, then I'm not in the same position to tip them as much. Or better yet, I shouldn't even have to tip, which we never have. Now, mm-hmm. you in your instance, right? If I'm a rookie and I'm on a practice squad, bro, I'm not tipping nothing. I'm still trying to survive. My career is three years. Yeah. Yeah. You could cut me tomorrow. I'm yeah. not tipping a thing, right? And and that sucks that that's the culture. But like in the corporate world, you had to be of a certain caliber to be kind of. And I don't even know if it was required. Required. But, yeah. Yeah. But that's but, also them. It sounds like them showing love. Like yeah, you you done yeah. looked out for me, so I can show love. Like that makes sense to me, right? Like yo, we got like with the Falcons, we got this equipment manager named Kenny. He looked out for everybody. Like if you like certain guys, it was never me because I just it wasn't my my thing. But there were certain guys he would have a certain food for them the night before the game. Like they wanted a certain food, he would order it. He'd send somebody to go get it. He'd bring it back. Right. Like the day the day of the game, they might have a certain breakfast that they want. He would go do it. You know what I'm saying? If you needed something done with your car, all of those things. Right. Like those types of services. I'm 100% with what I'm, I guess, again, my thought is just like, so when I was in, when I was in Detroit, the, there was a, a janitor, uh, custodial manager named Mr. James, black dude, older gentleman. And he had been working with the team for, I want to say at that time, like 32 years or something. And I remember I 
sometimes on Friday nights, I'll, my routine is get a massage, uh, sometimes get acupuncture and stuff like that, go into the building, sauna, stretch, and then that gets me fresh for the game on Sunday. And I remember being there late one night, and Mr. James was there. He cleaning up the thing. I'm like, oh, Mr. James, man, boom. You, you going to the game this weekend? He's like, nah, I, I, I'm not going to the game. I've never been to a game. Never. Never been to a game. 32 years, like, all these people around this building talk about, oh, make sure y'all show love to Mr. James. Make sure you talk to Mr. James. Not not money-wise, but make sure you, like, show appreciation and pick up after yourself. You know, be a grown fucking man. Pick up after yourself, all that stuff. I'm like, this dude been working here for 32 years. Y'all got the tickets, and y'all want us to be putting bonuses together for this dude around the holidays when, like, y'all got the fucking money. You pay my salary. You could get this man tickets. So I started giving him tickets when my family wasn't in town. I'm long distance from the fam, so I would just give him my tickets and stuff like that. It literally is first time going to the games. I started doing that to the Jets and doing that wherever I go. But it's like, you, how are you going to sit here and pull money out of my pocket or encourage me to pull money out of my pocket, so to speak, when you're not willing to pull the money out of yours or put your, your quote unquote money where your mouth is, so to speak. So that, that was my thing there. And, and the, the final thing I, I, I want to touch on, cause I'd be remiss if I didn't touch on it, man. So how was it now years later owning a restaurant and we talk about stereotypes and obviously, you're doing what you got to do to protect your building, protect your asset, protect your 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 investment, right? Uh, but I'm curious to know how it felt to be on the other side of that rope, so to speak. Now, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm sure there were times where you showed showed up to parties and it was like, damn, they hit me with the bullshit dress code, blah blah blah, or yeah. they hit me with this, right? So like, what? Are, I'm let's let's. Let's dive into like what are some of the yeah. things that you were like, no. ah, bro? Like this is a correlation. It's a correlation between the Nike boots and the ass whoopings <laughs> on the, that night, the fights that night. Bro. You know what I'm saying? Let let no, me know what, what that was. So like, at the there, there's no, you know, easy way to put this right. Like we all know, um, bartend, uh, bouncers. You know, sometimes they hear from the top down, right? Like yo. This is the night we have in order. We had incidents this past week. This is what we're doing, right? Nine times out of ten, the dress codes um, were always geared towards we don't want a certain black person in here, right? We had a restaurant here in Chicago, not ours, but a restaurant called Bottle Blonde. They ended up getting kicked out. Uh, They ended up getting shut down. But they were literally there. If you read their dress code, it was pretty much a different way of saying black, right? No hey, we don't want you to wear Jordans. We don't want you to do this. You don't want you to have this. Like, it was a way. Like, I would have to find it and show it to you. It was crazy. But mm-hmm. what I will say is that at the end of the day, this is the one industry where it's like, it sucks, but this is how they judge a book by their cover. Because um, if you do have a certain appearance, right, they can't really tell what your socioeconomic status is. They can't, they can't tell you going in there to spend a lot of money. They can only go off what they see. And, and, you know, the correlation in certain clubs, it can be high to say this might be a person that's more apt to fight. But at the end of the day, I'm not a fan of it. I just much rather, you know, everybody not being overserved, right, getting people too drunk and getting, you know, I, I, and that's the reason why, you know, clubs let in women before the men, right, because that just makes it look better. But at the end of the day, it sucks, but it's real. Like, I understand why a person like, oh, yeah, we're not letting her in. She got on this. 
But we ain't yeah. letting him in. And I get it. And it's another thing. We're not letting this person in. They're already drunk. Mm. Yeah. An already drunk person could cause a fight on accident because they so drunk they bump into a guy or they accidentally touch a guy's girl. He had to That's defend right. her honor. He got to beat him up. So it's not so much this guy going to get drunk and start the fight. He going to get drunk and get beat up. We can't let him in. I went out with my wife the other day, and it was so funny because, one, I don't pay lines. So, you know, mm -hmm. I walked up to the, hey, man, how can uh, – what it costs for me to skip this line, right? Mm -hmm. You know. Big <laughs> uh, <laughs> time. Me. You know what I'm saying? I'm not standing in that line, bro. But I, I looked at the line, but I'm, like, on the side of the rope. And he was like, hey, we already told you, guy, you can't get in. He said, what do you mean? Like, he blackout. And his other buddy was like, come on, man, let's go, let's go. They both blackout. Um, but it was a big weekend, you know. Um, oh, and this is somebody else trying to get in? You talking about? Why yeah, you somebody else trying up? to get okay, in, gotcha. right? This is just, you know, recently, this past weekend. Yeah, yeah. And it was funny because they wouldn't let the guy in. But I could tell why. Just I looked at, oh, he's drunk. That's why they're not letting in. It wasn't a dress code. Because we're in a white area, right? You know, more white people in this club than black people. And, you know, but I go out with wifey. She bad. They're going to let us in regardless. I'll just pay to skip the line, though. Mm -hmm. Say no more. Say no more. My yeah. final thing, as we come to a close, what are the things that we can do as patrons of a restaurant to be more mindful of how to help keep the business flowing in the business like the restaurants we love right like what are the things we can do to be more mindful like you mentioned earlier don't be sitting your ass down there for three hours thinking like you own this yeah. fucking spot right yeah. tipping like is there any other things that you've learned that we can all be mindful of uh when we go into those establishments that we love yeah i mean at the end of the day restaurants create jobs right there's like i don't know over there's a, a shit ton of restaurants in the world right which employ a lot of people so if you look at some of the restaurants before 2020 versus now, you'll see a lot of your favorite restaurants may have went out of business. So you understand, like, at the end of the day, it's a business that is employing certain people in your community. So at times, if you have the ability to dine out with them, that you're obviously helping them keep their lights on, helping feed families. But I think, you know, the other thing is, you know, uh, sometimes, you know, like, I, I, I expect good quality, but understand there are certain things that are out of your service control, right? So... Because you got a server getting penalized because the kitchen backed up. Right. right. What I mean by that is, right. man, it take my food so long, I ain't tipping you. Hey, I'm giving you good yeah. service. But, yeah. you know, at that on top, you want your server to communicate to you. Hey, you know, just checking in. The food should be out in a moment. Right? They, they mm -hmm. come in and say that a few times. Um, but that's it, right? You want to, right? Like we already talked about it, you know, tipping. Um, you know, that's that. Um, definitely don't sit in down too long they got to turn the, the, those tables quicker that's how they make the most money um Any, but just, all you can eat buffet tips for for the husky people like myself um oh, yeah. i mean when it's all you can eat fun. though it's yeah they, that's what it's that's what it's telling you it's all you can eat do you get have upset if you see a, a half-eaten plate with an all you can eat buffet nah, tab so, or it's, it's so much it's food. all priced it's in. so much waste in the industry because you get what you end up learning is that the, the cooks themselves cook extra food so they themselves can take it home, right? But okay. I'll say one of the most humbling things that I learned is that many of my staff were working, you know, paycheck to paycheck. And that was very humbling because before I opened the restaurant, all I was doing was working on Wall Street. So there was an article that came out not too long ago that was saying, you know, you know, 50% of the people that make over a quarter million dollars feel as though they live paycheck to paycheck. And I'm like, that's bullshit, right? Mm -hmm. But that's because they don't know what the fuck they're doing. But, like, it's really humbling to see, you know, staff, you know, like, man, I need money to 
to get home on the bus. I've given people money to get home on the bus. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's a different lifestyle. But, you know, um, that's why financial literacy crazy, right? Because it's like, yo, you really need to have a emergency fund. You know, a person living paycheck to paycheck, they got to forego a lot of stuff to ensure that they got that, um, you know, emergency fund. Mm. Say no more, man. Well, I appreciate you taking us deeper into the the restaurant industry and the business as a whole. That, that, that's dope, man. And uh, shout out to you for for sharing your experiences there. And and you know, I'm looking forward to the next time you open up a restaurant. I'm looking forward to it because I think I think you still got that itch. You still got that bug. I, like you said, maybe you go for a club this time. But either way, yeah. next next time, uh, I can dine at at, at Max. House of Blues know. or something like that. Let me let me know, <laughs> bro. <laughs> Max Boom Boom Room. <laughs> the upper. But yeah, know. man, another episode of Money Music Culture, man. Again, we talk about anything. We talk about everything. And the beautiful, most beautiful thing I was thinking about the other day is a lot of the shit we sharing is our own fucking experiences, right? Like, that's yeah. the dopest thing in the world is it's, uh, vulnerability and sharing your own experiences, but it's also power and strength. And it's probably uh, one of the best degrees you can ever get. Uh, you know, I think I watched a Kobe Bryant video earlier today and he talked about what, when you think about failure, what does that do to you? He was like, it excites me because it shows me how much more I got to learn and where I can grow and what I can do and how I can change my process. And so uh, money, music, culture, we're going to keep bringing you heat. Uh, we're going to keep sharing, and we also want y'all to share with us. So make sure you share this with your cousin, your auntie. Yes, sir. That little neighbor that always is snotty nose like Roscoe off of Martin and just trying to take your food and come up in your house. And that person that come up in your fridge without asking, without washing their damn hands. Make sure you share this with everybody, man. Money, music, culture. We will see you next week. Let's get it. <laughs>